Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Funtime Go, 31 Days of Horror. Oops, all werewolves edition. <laughs> yes, this year, if you haven't been paying attention, we have a theme. It's all werewolves all the time. And I have a guest with me today. It is Robert Stewart from the Stew World Order podcast. We were on his show a while back, although it hasn't aired yet, but maybe by the time this comes out, it will have. It will and not have, I Stu's promise. joining us. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to our shows. Yeah, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I loved having you and Honey be on, so it's uh, it's great to be on to talk to you about a movie that I've long been looking for a reason to watch, but I've I've okay. never just actually sat down and watched it. <laughs> well, before we get into that, I just want to let you know that I went on a different podcast to talk about Josie and the Pussycats. Since oh, so you I didn't need me allowed. after all. I was not allowed to talk about it on yours. Tell the folks the format of your podcast so they'll understand what I'm bitching about. So the Stu World Order podcast, we talk random comic book movies with our guests. So we have a guest come on. I have a pretty comprehensive list of movies that are based on comic books, graphic novels, manga, stuff like that. And I have my guests, whenever they agree to be on the show, give me three numbers. I correlate the numbers they gave me to where they are on the list. And I tell the person, my guest, I say like, okay, here's the three movies you quote unquote pulled. And then they choose the one of those three that we get to talk about. So in addition to your odds of pulling Josie, the Puss Josie and the pussycats already being low, somebody else had actually already done it. So that episode's out. I assume you listened to it. Cause I know you're a big fan. I, I don't know if you had a chance. Did, did we do right by it? Uh, no, cause you didn't rate it high enough. <laughs> <laughs> we were both big fans it is five five out of five i mean yeah you you did say it was a good movie and all that stuff but it is five out of five for me <laughs> so uh no i was on something called uh your next favorite movie so i oh i know that. yeah that's with <laughs> yeah that's with josh right yeah yeah only he wasn't there the other two guys were Oh, but okay. I reached out to them. I was like, hey, hey, I got a favorite movie. I want to come on and talk about it. So, uh, yeah, they were they were a lot of fun. Uh, but today we are talking about Dog Soldiers from 2002, written and directed by Neil Marshall. It is 104 minutes. It's in color. The budget was 2.3 million pounds and the box office was 5 million pounds. The cast is Sean Pertwee as Sergeant Harry G. Wells, Kevin McKidd as Private Cooper, Emma Cleesby as Megan, Liam Cunningham as Captain Richard Ryan, 
Darren Morfitt as Private Phil Spoon Witherspoon. Oh, that's why he's Spoon. I didn't I didn't catch that at all. Chris Robson as Private Joe Kirkley. Leslie Simpson as Private Terry Milburn. Tom Lockyer as Corporal Bruce Campbell. Craig Conway as Male Camper. And Tina Landini as Female Camper. So, uh, Stu, I gathered from what you said a moment ago that this was your first time watching this movie. Yeah, I'd never actually seen it before. I'd only ever heard of it, like, within the last couple years for as, you know, quote-unquote old as it is. You know, I guess it's 21 years old at this point. That seems old, but boy, 2002 doesn't seem that long ago. (laughs) But Yeah, no, this is my first time watching it. Like I said, I just heard of it a couple years ago, so I'd heard it was a really good werewolf movie of which you're finding out this month. There are, you know, vast quality differences between werewolf movies from, you know, one to another. So I was curious if this was a more American werewolf in London or more like, I don't know, something less good. Let's put it that way. I will, I won't besmirch anything, not, not knowing yet what you're a fan of. Well, we've been pretty lucky so far, but we watched a real stinker (laughs) earlier this week. Uh, but you'll just have to listen to that. That was the first one that we were just like, this is terrible. But it was, it was one I didn't know anything about beforehand. This one I saw back then, not in the theater, but I I probably got it from Netflix, uh, when they still sent DVDs in the mail. Oh yes. When it was new that that is coming to an end in just a week or two. My mother's very sad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I actually have a, uh, I have a friend who still gets the physical DVDs, so I imagine he's yeah. not thrilled about it either. And she's trying to decide what her last thing's going to be, because they were basically like, just keep your last disc. If you want to send it back, we'll be taking mail through October, but, you know, don't worry about it. Just hold on to those la- that last batch of discs and enjoy them. <laughs> I've already decided to keep Dead Alive, because it's not in print. Oh, good call. uh, She's going to keep two. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, this, I've been, I've identified three broad categories that most werewolf movies seem to fall into. And this one doesn't really, it's got some elements, but it's kind of its own thing. Uh, If you've been listening all this time, folks, you've already heard this, so you can just ignore this next bit. Uh, Type one is some schmuck gets bit by a werewolf and then has to deal with that and usually, but not always, ends up dead at the end. That's your Wolfman, your American Werewolf in London, countless other ones. Type two is there's a werewolf among us and we have to figure out who it is. And type three is the secret lives of werewolves, where there's a whole werewolf society And during the film, we get introduced to it and learn all its stupid rules and customs and all that nonsense. So this one has elements of two and three in that there is a whole little clan of werewolves, but we don't really learn anything about them. And there is a werewolf among us, but the characters are unaware of it most of the time. So they're not actively trying to find the werewolf among us. It's really just a base under attack 
story like you would get in Doctor Who frequently. <laughs> yeah, it's Assault um, on Precinct 13, but with werewolves. Yeah. This, I mean, Doctor Who is already on my mind because Sean Pertwee is the son of the second Doctor. Uh, oh, okay. But, yeah, John John Pertwee is his father. Anyway, though, it, it's, it is kind of its own thing. It doesn't really... It just has elements of those, but it really is its own category as far as werewolf movies go. As far as horror movies go, there's plenty of other ones that are that are similar where there's just a, a monster. You know, the heroes are holed up somewhere and the monsters are attacking. But it's it's I think it's really well done. What, what did you think? I think overall, yeah, it's a really interesting story. It's not what you're expecting from a werewolf type movie, because like you said, there's usually either whole clan of werewolves that are central to the storyline like an underworld movie or something or there's one werewolf out there hunting people but this is a a cadre of military trainees i guess for lack of a better term that yeah. are basically fighting off a siege of a family of werewolves so it is a little bit different uh yeah. it's a really new idea for the genre and Overall, yeah, I I like the way it's shot. It's shot very guerrilla style, and the visual quality has like a graininess to it, which kind of gives it a low budget slash trying to think like a grounded look to it, where it feels more like I said. I guess guerrilla is the best way of putting it. It feels kind of like you're really into it. It feels like you're really there. And the the shaky cam and everything, it really gives you this, like, you feel like you're in the movie perspective. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not at all complaining that it doesn't fall into those categories. <clears throat> it's maybe a little bit of a problem that most werewolf movies tend to fall into these three categories. So I appreciate that this was something a little bit different. Especially watching so many of them at once. After a while, you're just like, okay, I, I, I know what this is. <laughs> I can I know what the beats are here and I know what exactly what's going to happen. And uh um I do think the uh the the betrayal I guess I mean I did see it before but I had kind of forgotten that there was a betrayal partway through the or near near the end. And I didn't quite get what her whole thing was. Yeah, she's an interesting character. Yeah. <laughs> So I won't break down the whole plot like we do on our regular episodes. We tend to make these a little shorter. But, yeah, these guys are out. They're supposed to be doing some training maneuvers, uh, you know, Team A versus Team B kind of thing, where they're up against a special forces team. And they run into these werewolves, which have already wiped out most of the other team. And then it turns out, and and the 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 kind of the main guy has had a has a a history with the leader of the other team, who was trying to recruit him, but as part of his test, wanted him to just shoot a dog for no reason, <laughs> and he refused. So he got sent back to the regular army instead of the super special secret forces thing he was trying to get into. But it turns out this was all a setup. The uh, special forces guys were supposed to be capturing a werewolf to weaponize it or whatever and these guys were meant to be bait but it kind of flipped the other way and 
when they're trying to escape from the situation, this woman pulls up in a car and yells at them all to get in and then takes them to a house where they proceed to be under siege for the rest of the movie. But at the end, it turns out that the the werewolves are the people that live in this house because when they get there, the people aren't there. And she is one of the family. And it sounds like she wanted to get away from it, like she didn't want to be a part of this. But I guess she just reaches a point where she's she gives up. (laughs) (laughs) It's really unclear to me what she's doing because she kind of sets them up to fail. Yeah, her plan is weird because she yells at them for blowing up the truck. And later on, she says, like, oh, you guys were supposed to be my way out of here. But then I guess whenever they're not able to have gotten her away from the family, she just betrays them to the family. And, yeah, I think I was in the same boat as you where I felt like her. I, I didn't quite understand when she pulled off the heel turn at the end, I didn't quite yeah. understand what her motivation was from point A to point B. It seemed like she wanted them to take her away. I'll be completely honest. I also don't understand why she wasn't a werewolf the entire time. Like the whole rest of the family is a werewolf and the full moon is out. I don't understand why she wasn't. Yeah. She starts I mean, transforming. I suppose... So you know she's not, like, a familiar or an unchanged member of the family or anything. I guess she's got some control, and the others... So maybe the others have willingly become werewolves or haven't... You know, maybe they're not compelled to turn during the full moon, uh, or maybe they can hold it back for a while. Yeah, they don't explain the details. Uh, but the rest of the family seems perfectly, from what little we know, seems perfectly okay with being werewolves. You know, they haven't taken any precautions to lock themselves up or anything like that. They've been just running around killing campers and stuff. <laughs> so, and but she's not sabotaging them all the way through. It's just at the end where she, she sets them up by saying the werewolves are probably holed up in that barn over there. We should blow it up. And then after they blow it up, she's like, yeah, they weren't in the barn and I'm one of them. So, yeah, I don't I I guess they just wanted there to be a betrayal and they wanted to to have that. There's been one among us all the time. We didn't know it. Uh, There was a second one among them, but not well, two others. There's two people that get have been bitten by werewolves during the course of the movie and they both start to change. Which is a little unusual. Normally, you're okay right after you've been bitten. It's the next month when. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, that's a worry. good point. Yeah, or or at least at the very least the next night, because I think, I think in the Wolfman, he's bitten one night and then changes the second night. I just watched it again. <laughs> well you've been watching a lot of werewolf movies it's fine yeah 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 so there's hard to differentiate when you've been watching them all in such close proximity yeah yeah because i know there was another one where they specifically said well you've been bitten so next full moon you're going you're going to change and there's some of them where full moon lasts three nights and others where no it's only when it's completely totally full (laughs) the nights on the other (laughs) side of it don't count. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, um, I thought the uh, the wolves 
Let's talk about them. It's all practical effects. Because mm-hmm. by 2002, you know, there's a danger you're going to get some shitty CGI. Oh, yeah, but definitely not... by this era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is not the case here. It's uh, practical effects. They're really big. They are the sort of wolfman type rather than the uh, wolf kind. There's, there yeah, they're between... definitely... Yeah, they're walking around on their hind legs and they're they're yeah. swinging their arms like fists or everything. It's not like uh, yeah. American Werewolf in London again always tends to be my go-to, but when he transforms, he's down on all fours like a wolf. Yeah, no, these yeah. are these are upright standing monsters. They're much scarier. <laughs> right. There tend there tend to be now that I'm thinking about it, there tend to be three general types of werewolf as well. There's just a wolf. There's a really big wolf. <laughs> and then there's the bi- the bipedal wolf man who are varying degrees of how depending i guess just on the state of effects at the time <laughs> how much they look like a wolf varies but they mostly walk on their hind legs and uh tend to be a little more intelligent uh but but not always <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I think that's a, I think that's a good kind. call. The the upright standing ones are generally, yeah, they retain at least some level of their intelligence. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, that's uh, you know, not across the board, but I think by and large that tends to be more true than the uh the quadruped ones. Yeah. It's funny cuz in the Wolfman there you get both kinds. Yeah. They're, the first the first one is is well, it's a dog playing a wolf and then when Lon Chaney turns, he's uh, standing upright and wearing his clothes still. <laughs> so. Well, are there uh, any other particular scenes or moments or performances that uh, stick out to you? So I'm not as familiar as you seem to be with at least, I guess, any of these actors other than one. But Kevin McKidd from uh, Rome and Grey's Anatomy, obviously, I was super familiar okay. with him. So... Uh, whenever I didn't recognize him the first time, whenever it came with that scene with shooting the dog, I didn't recognize him at all. But when you meet him more appropriately with the, uh, the, the troop that he's actually in, I was like, Oh, Hey, it's Grey's Anatomy guy. And he had a name on Grey's Anatomy, like Mick, Mick dreamy, Mick, whatever. And I couldn't remember what it was, but I was like, Oh, it's that guy. And uh, uh, so I was kind of cheering Dr. for him. Owen Hunt. Dr. Owen Hunt, yeah, but they gave him like a a, a nickname on the oh, show a nickname? too. But I can't, a nickname, yeah, but I can't remember what it was. But anyway, I immediately was drawn to this character just because I recognized him. Nobody else in this movie did I really know that much about. You said I guess at least one of them's from Doctor Who. No, his father. Oh, his father. Okay, I thought you meant he was the yeah, son sh- of the character. You, he's the son of no, the no, actor. no. He's okay. the son of the actor. J- okay. Sean Sean Pertwee. Sean Pertwee is the son of John Pertwee, which and you know Sean is Sean is basically Irish for John, so he's yeah. kind of <laughs> junior, but not exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's there's been uh, John Pertwee was the second Doctor Who, and there's been no, no. I'm sorry, the third. He's the third Doctor Who. Don't send angry emails. Uh, you can send angry emails to me. I know almost nothing about Doctor Who. So you can send angry there's, emails there's to me been, for my lack of knowledge. There's been mumbling and, and fan ideas of that he should come on and, and play that version of the Doctor. Because okay. they have had someone... They have, not too uh, long ago, had somebody come on and 
play the first doctor. You know, that actor is long dead. And they'd been a little hesitant. They'll have these team ups, but they don't normally recast one of the doctors that's already passed. But mm-hmm. they have done that recently with the first one. And then Sean went and dressed up as his father for Halloween one year and put it on the Internet. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> just lost their minds and was like, you got to get him on the show right now. <laughs> so, so you which, don't realize how much he looks like his father. Oh, he was the uh, the the Sarge. OK, he was Sarge. That's that's who I thought you were saying it was. But I wasn't a million yeah. percent sure. So I wanted to clarify. Yeah, he was excellent in this movie. So he is, anything else he wants to be in. Sure. Let him be in it. He's one of he's one of the Alfreds. He's Alfred in uh, Gotham. Oh, OK. Interesting. All right. I've only ever watched the pilot, so I'm not uh, yeah. heavy into heavy into Gotham. But OK, that's awesome. Right. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I only watched a little of it, too. But I was like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> he's the guy who gets his so, intestines super glued back in which was so yes, yes. Uh, which is I the mean, first time I had heard that that's what super glue was originally for but then I've seen it in other things since oh fantastic I didn't know if that was a true thing or that was just something that the uh, the Cooper character was making up but if that's true yeah I'd never heard that before either I'm pretty sure it is true and I have seen it implemented in other movies where somebody would quickly patch themselves. Oh yeah, I've definitely the, seen it in other movies glue. where somebody like super glues pieces of themselves back together essentially. I just never had the origin story of it like this movie gives yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Look at that, yeah. you're learning and you're having fun. That's a good movie right <laughs> yeah, there. It's educational. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh I guess now we're at the point where we give it a rating. We're using a full moon scale this year so it's a five point scale uh new moon quarter moon half moon three quarters or full moon what are you gonna rate dog soldiers i it's at least on that scale i've got to go three quarters it's a it's a really good movie i was surprised like i said i'd never seen it before the action in it is really good uh it you get into the third act and we talked a little bit about the the megan character and whether her machinations really seem to fly or not but the action in the third act is so good that i didn't really seem to care all that much so i've got to go with at least a three-quarter moon it's it's really good yeah. it's it's not the best werewolf movie i've ever seen i don't know how you beat out an american werewolf in london but i would say it's it's a little bit better than the Wolfman, which was probably my second favorite to this point in my life. So it's it's no. way up there. I will also give it three quarters. It might have gotten a full moon if Megan's uh, had made a little more sense. Uh, I I can't I can't say it's better than the Wolfman just because I mean, it's the Wolfman. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It, yeah. Yeah. The. Um, sure the effects are better and all that kind of stuff but you know there's there's some things that just transcend the <laughs> the technical aspects and and um that's still my favorite werewolf movie the wolfman this is a good one it is it's up there so that is three quarters from each of us Stu, thanks for joining us today where can the folks find you online 
uh, on pretty much any social media. We are SWO Productions or at SWO Productions on a lot of them. And we have the website SWOProductions.com where we have new articles every single weekday in addition to the podcast. And the podcast comes out, it's stew on the twos. New episodes on the 2nd, 12th, and 22nd of every month. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I know, we'll I have, got such uh, a kick out of that when I thought of it. My wife thinks it's the stupidest <laughs> idea I've ever had, but I like it. Stew uh, on the twos, man. It works for me. Oh, it sounds like a weather report. It does. It, it, oh, it's definitely, yeah, it's supposed to be a little And here's but... Stew with the weather. <laughs> Stew on the twos. Coming up in a, in a moment, we've got the weather with Stew on the twos. <laughs> well, we'll have, uh, we'll have a link to Stew's things uh, in the show notes, and uh, we'll do a profile for him on our website, which is mmftg.com you can find links to all of our stuff there please rate and review us on all the places where you listen to these things and consider supporting our patreon at patreon.com slash mmftg where you will get member exclusive episodes Stu, thanks again for joining us we'll be back again tomorrow with another werewolf movie don't know which one because i haven't set an order yet <laughs> well thank you so much for having me here and there thank you for thank, thank you for giving you. me uh, a reason you're, to watch this movie and come on hey hey you don't need an excuse man just <laughs> just watch all those werewolf movies you've been holding out on i did recently i watched uh the howling and i gotta be honest uh -huh. i've i've always heard it's basically like the howling versus american werewolf which one's better i don't even think it's close i was not a big fan of the howling uh, I'm just annoyed. It doesn't seem to be streaming free anywhere or included with anything, but all the sequels are on Tubi and Pluto and whatnot. So uh, we did not include it this year because of that, because I'm not trying to make my listeners pay to watch <laughs> stuff. If you have Shudder, I believe it's on Shudder, because that's where I finally got to Is watch it? it. was just, yeah, just a month or two ago they brought it on the Shudder, because I, I watched it the day it dropped on Shudder, and that was within the last two or three okay. months. Okay. I'll, I'll check that, because there was something I tried to watch on Shudder, and then it told me, when I clicked on it, it took me to the app and said this is not available in your country. I was like, you Oh, maybe it's already gone. Maybe it was just on for a short while. No, I think it was some. I think it was something else that I just wanted to watch it without ads, and it was okay. claiming it was on Shutter. So I did get to watch whatever it was somewhere else, but I had to deal with ads. Oh no, <laughs> not ads, not advertisements. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that'll do it for today. Join us again tomorrow. Until then, I have been your host, Precious D. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. Whatever you do, do not misuse science. We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg. Don't